<laughs> okay, I'm recording now. I could grab him and mess with him until he hisses again. Yeah, just start like shoving his face against the microphone. It'd be great. <laughs> That's how pets work, right? What the f*** is going on down there? Seth, happy new hey. year. Oh, happy new year, buddy. Happy new, happy 2016. Man, it feels like we haven't done a podcast since last uh, year. <laughs> That's true! We haven't! Uh, I want to say that 2016 is definitely one of the kindest years, um, in that five is easy to correct as six, when writing down the number five and realizing <laughs> you're supposed to write down the number six. Yeah, well, at least in America, it's going to get really ugly as the year drags on. Because we have a presidential election. Oh, God. That's already a comical buffoonery mess. Well, you know, you and me and 150 other well-armed gentlemen can just go and, I don't know, take over a building. and we- or, or we could occupy a wildlife preserve in Oregon, as is what a militia is doing right now. Yes, a peaceful armed protest, which is the weirdest frigging arrangement of words. Anyway, this isn't a political podcast, and we don't want any politics in the thread, so don't discuss it. Uh, Hi, Seth. Hi. We should start a political podcast. It'd be terrible, because I don't pay attention to the news enough, and I'm not educated enough. I would just be frustrating to listen to. Well, we could talk about how dreamy your prime minister is. Yeah, let's just talk. Let's just let's just yeah. We'll we'll line up. You know, thirty new pictures of Trudeau, and we'll just review each one, <laughs> comment on how the light strikes his chin and his noble nose, and yeah, how uh, uh, you can see the whole universe sparkle in his eyes. <laughs> Man, it's friggin' weird. Uh, <laughs> we're here to talk about Transformers, and we're New Year. It's a new year. We've got new Transformers news. We got actual. We got we got one piece of large budget news, which I put in the middle because I don't want to open up with it. Instead, I want to open up with my surprise piece of news. I got really into, uh, which is a new art book that came out at a uh, Japanese comic festival, uh, Comic Market eighty nine. Uh, this book is called More Than Just a Geek Spark, and thanks to Massabon, uh, who actually took some photos of the inside of the book. This book is now apparently skyrocketed in value on eBay. Um, I caught on Twitter that apparently any copy of it on eBay right now has rocketed up to somewhere around 100 US dollars, uh, which is frightening because thanks to, oh, I need to go and track down who gave me the link. But uh, thanks to somebody, uh, I was able to get one off of Mandarake. It was, oh, thanks to Logos Miner uh, for passing me a Mandarake link. I got one for 3,000 yen. Uh, and what blew my mind is he gave me that link right after I'd searched for Geek Spark and found nothing. Turns out you have to search for Geek Spark with an exclamation mark on the end. Oh. Uh, and then that's how he found his. And I was like, you what? So uh, <laughs> I successfully got it. Um, and I'm throwing that pro tip out there for anyone else trying to find it. Because 3,000 yen seems right for a really fancy art book. 100 US dollars uh, is a legitimate markup. And like, if you can pay it and you want to, then go ahead. But like... I hope that doesn't stay the price because that would be insane. Um, anyway, I first heard about this art book because Derek Wyatt did some art in it. Uh, he basically did a bunch of Master Force stuff, but a lot of artists did work in this. A whole lot of people who worked on Gurren Lagan did art for this, um, as well as uh, Matt Youngberg from the animated crew, uh, Sakamoto and Alex Milne from uh, IDW's More Than Meets the Eye, uh, uh, Grant Alexander from... 
Uh, Pixar Animation Studios uh, did a really cool, like, Disney-style Devastator. Um, it seems like a super cool art book with a lot of, like, legit working talent that, like, teamed up to work on it. I caught- So was this the the guy from Panty and Stocking, or did they just draw Panty and Stocking? I haven't gotten it clear if it's actually the guy from Panty and Stocking, because I forgot to go look that up. Ten seconds on Google. He did character design for Panty and Stocking. You're welcome. Um, the guy from Kill the Kill did something in here. Um, the fellow who drew Panty and Stocking. According to Massabon, he did Gurren Lagan character designs, so there's a good chance he worked on Panty and Stocking. I should have yeah. gone and looked that up before I did this recording. Yep. But. I wonder if uh, our friend Silas Zed is uh, upset. That was the first thing I thought of when I saw that picture. <laughs> I was like, he's totally aping his whole thing. I was like, how do you like? Are, is like, do you feel like, yo, it's kind of cool, or is it like friggin' that guy gets to draw panty and stalking, and god damn it, um, yeah, there's a there's a lot of really cool stuff in here, and the Gurren Lagan stuff, like you, like every credit that Massabon shared in here, like the guy who did the machine design, he's got this Rodimus that like has like the Gurren Lagan kind of outwards like line work going on. Uh, the Primal Prime has more of the Gurren Lagan like uh, commercial break cards look going on. It's really cool, um, and knowing you know that Gurren Lagan's crew, uh, there were Transformers fans in there, and knowing that the animated crew really dug Gurren Lagan when they were working on animated. Like I feel like there's a full circle thing here that it feels really good. Um, so I'm super glad I got a hold of a copy of this, and uh, I wish you all the best of luck if you are trying to get a hold of it yourself. I, I hope that you don't have to pay a hundred U S dollars for it. And uh, FYI word on the street is that those images in the thread are pretty much every image in the book. So if you want fresh art, you're not going to get it. Buying this book should be to have a physical copy just so you know, and before you go crazy and spend a hundred U S dollars, which you shouldn't on this book. FYI, it would be great. So it would be great if a print run of this could be done for North America, but I suspect the nature of where this was released, it was probably like a one day license that was used to, to create this. Mm. I, I would not expect another print run to actually be legally possible, but I could be mistaken. I'm making an assumption there. Um, like I'm assuming this is kind of like, you know, how Wonderfest people get that one day license to release like a resin yeah. transformer kit. Like this is, I assume the same thing. Um, but Seth, uh, we got you know a decent sampling of it in here. How do you how do you feel about this art book? Yeah, it's cool. It sounds like it's more hassle than I'm interested in getting involved in to acquire one. Mm-hmm. But if I was if I was in San Francisco in Tokyo Center in that bookstore and they had one there for not crazy prices, I might grab it for the heck of it. Yeah, I mean, keep your eyes so, open. Someone did artwork of Starscream and BB, which is pretty great. Yeah. Or, well, they have it as Dreadwing and Smokescreen. But it's Starscream and BB in my heart. And uh, Josh Perez <laughs> has, like, the cutest pretender bludgeon picture I've ever seen. Um, yeah. <laughs> of, of the inner Ruach going like, yo! <laughs> um, yeah, it's a, it's a lot of cool stuff in here. The Matt Youngberg stuff, I, th- I thought, was, like, one of my favorite surprises of all this, because I... Uh, I don't know. I, I, I really like animated. And uh, I talked to Matt Youngberg briefly at a BotCon, and he was a super cool dude. Um, so anyway, I wanted to highlight that book and, you know, raise some. I mean, it sounds like if it is going up to like 100 bucks to get on eBay, maybe awareness does not need to be raised anymore. But, uh, you know, check it out. Um, 
it's like at least check out Massabon's uh you know sample that he shared sample. Uh, some cool stuff and like the Derek Wyatt Master Force stuff is like just one more little like twist of the knife that season four will never happen because <laughs> it's like that stuff looks really freaking cool. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I, that could have been new picture picks, but I wanted to give it more of a highlight than that. Um, so with that said, I guess we could do some new picture picks too. Uh, Seth, you uh, have gotten something here that that you sent me a link to because I hadn't actually looked at it when I saw it pop up because I was like, oh, unpainted prototype. That's such an old concept. But it is worth talking about. Yeah, it's a Titan Return Leader Class Blaster. Yes. So, yeah, as you said, prototype images, unpainted. So he's mostly white. Teal, clear, yellow face. Yep. Um, and it, it's looking good. I'm I'm really interested in how this whole titan's return line is gonna work out mm-hmm. i'm also looking forward to titan's return because i don't think i'll feel as much necessity to get everything because they're not combiners yeah so it's less, <laughs> it yeah might, there's less of that like might take a little pressure off well i already got three of the five i guess i got it mm. <laughs> i get them all it's either all or nothing because i don't want part of a team <laughs> um and yeah i got a mortgage now yeah. <laughs> but but yeah, it's looking good. I mean the base mode is you know, whatever. You know, it's it, it's a better looking base mode than it has any right to be. Yeah, but I've I've never been interested in base modes. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean I'm not saying you gotta like it. I could, I guess. That would that would be the more badass thing to say. Uh yeah. in, <laughs> in the pictures they have that they framed a really cool shot of all the blasters cassettes flying out, their third party cassettes. Yeah. But uh, the way that picture was framed is really cool. It looks like they're all flying out and having just transformed. And and uh, so it's going to be... Uh, I'm really looking forward to this whole Titans Return thing. Uh, this Blaster figure, um, the thing I wanted to know was how poseable he was going to be and like what his range was going to be like. Looks like, unless the ratchet clicks are super wide apart, he's got pretty much everything I was hoping for. Um. I was wondering, like, okay, like, what's the range going to be like on those hips and on those elbows and stuff? And uh, the elbows look like they got a full 90, which uh, with big boxy arms like that, like that really comes yeah. across hardcore. Yeah, his his legs look crazy hollow and empty inside. But um, by having the parts, the different colors, like the, the teal joints, um, like this one picture from his back, you could really see the number of notches in his uh, hips and the backs of his knees for those ratchets. Mm, yeah, yeah. So uh, it looks like there's a lot, yeah. especially in the hips. I'm I'm really hopeful because not enough hip notches was like the problem in both official and unofficial product for the last like year. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fingers crossed that there's going to be, you know, a satisfactory number of clicks. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm also, I really, I really dig how, you know, despite, you know, the, the big space in there, like his legs, they, they seem to, to close up into a real nice, like ice cream sandwich. Like it all, it folds around into a, a robot taco. And uh, yeah, I mean, it looks good from every angle, except for like looking down where you yeah. could see the top <laughs> is just open, but which is better in my opinion than what we get a lot of times where like the back of the leg or the inside of the forearms is just this void. Yeah. 
Like even with flip out fists, uh, it looks like they were, you know, the way that things work out for him, he just needs that little gap carved into the, the like front end of his forearm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Which is nice. And the, I, I am digging the, like, I, I forgot his head is a headmaster. Like the, you know, the helmet is built into the figure, but, yeah. um, you know, everything being able to turn with the headmaster and the helmet on there, like that's real. That's the thing I was wondering about, like, you know, how much can the head move? What with the helmet being part of the body? Um, yeah. but it all looks like it's, it's going to be kosher and, and happy. Yeah. With that shot from the back, I think you, you get a lot of information from that back shot because mm-hmm. you, you could kind of see a little more of how that whole assembly works. Yeah. Like that teal part on the back of the head, I'm assuming is where the helmet connects to the rest of the body and wraps around the headmaster. Yeah. And it, so. it, it's kind of cool. Cause it also solves the problem of, you know, the, the one quest. there's a problem that comes up when you reintroduce headmasters, which is the legitimate thing of what if someone loses the head and with these leader toys, the helmet solution, you know, among other things means like, well, just get a new one. And most of the head will still be Blaster's head anyway. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to messing with that dude. Like having gotten Buzzsaw, you know, Buzzsaw is not, not an amazing toy, but the tablet mode shape is kind of cool. And I want to know what it's like to just like chunk one of those things into, into Blaster's chest. Um, yeah, that's, it's looking cool. I, I should mention, uh, because it did pop up today, that a picture of apparently a Titan's Return deluxe blur popped up. Uh, but the picture is so incredibly small that me and Seth have decided to be a little superstitious. The last time we talked about a tiny picture, we talked a whole lot about it, and then a better picture showed up 12 hours later. Yeah. <laughs> so we're just going to err on the side of caution. We'll just wait till a better picture shows up. <laughs> um, but yeah, that is out there. I wanted to acknowledge that. Um, you know, Go check out the news forum, I think, has a thread for it. Um, it is a tiny picture, so I didn't even want to look at the tiny picture. You should go and see how tiny. It I don't is. want to see it. No, go. No, I'm you got, against it. You got to see how tiny pictures. You got to see how what tiny. Is this, it is. 1998 tiny pictures on the internet. It's unbelievable. It big HD pictures on the internet. It's now. unbelievably tiny. I need you to see how tiny it is. I've seen how tiny tiny pictures are because I've been on the internet since like the early days. No, look. I'm gonna send you a link. Even you got just click that button and look at the postage stamps. That are at the top of the thread. It's loading. People are going to be discussing these three postage stamps. Yeah, what is this? AOL? <laughs> What's with these tiny pictures? Where's the high-res pictures? I don't know. Some friend from Weibo who wishes to remain anonymous took the tiniest pictures in the world and <laughs> decided what to share them. What, what am I on? Prodigy? Yeah. Uh, what is this? Comp- serve. Hang on, the, the picture, uh, you gotta, like, cover the bottom half of it with your hand to pretend like it stopped loading. No. Well, and also leave the room for, like, 20 minutes while it's downloading. Yeah. You know, that was kind of... There was something kind of, like, like a speedier version of snail mail about that. Of like, alright, I found this cool picture. I'm gonna go make a sandwich and then come back and check it out. It was like a commercial break from my intake. All right, I'm downloading this pornographic image. It's going to take 45 minutes. I hope it's not awful. I w- I was thinking more about the fan-made Magic the Gathering cards I downloaded oh, and printed out, but Fan-made Matt. Listen, it was Whatever. it was 1990 whatever, 4. 
or six. I, I can't think, remember. I found on AOL a free to download. Um, the, it was advertised as a first person 3D version of Joust. And I thought that sounds amazing. And it, it took hours to download. And uh, it was terrible. It was just absolute garbage. Has anyone actually worse. made a good first person Joust? I don't know. Someone but it wasn't try. this one. Yeah, no, I mean, like, it wasn't that one, but someone should try. I mean, that actually sounds like a, maybe not literally joust, but like a first-person jousting game would be, maybe, okay, maybe it wouldn't be great, but I'd love to see it. Anyway, just wanted to throw out there that, you know. If it you, might not be great, but it would be. Just in case you're under some impression that we are, like, trying to actively pretend like, you know, leaked images aren't leaking. Uh, we are we We are aware of them. But there's nothing. It's so small. We're just trying to bury blur. Yeah. We. Who cares about blur? Who? Yeah. Bury who? Bury. No one I care about. Bury what? I thought you said Sky Gary, not Barry Blur. Barry Allen, the Flash. Oh, that guy. Um, my own new picture pick is a piece of artwork that came up on the uh, Transformers Facebook page. I'm all about the artwork this week. Um, uh, adjusting my beret. Uh, this is a, an official piece of artwork for Victorion, the upcoming all-female combiner um, known as the Torchbearers in their singular forms. Um, this is the fan-built bot. Uh, this, this team has appeared in the comic books. Uh, as I understand it, this artwork is by Marcelo Matir, colored by uh, Sarah Petra Durocher, who on Twitter, I believe, mentioned that this is actually not the finished piece of artwork. There's a more finished one, but this is the one that came out. Um... Because there is something really weird about this artwork, which is that the sixth member is actually missing. Um, like, she's in the combined form, uh, Rust Dust is up there as the breastplate, but Rust Dust's motorcycle mode is not uh, out there among the other vehicle modes. Um, I'm going to go triple check this just to make sure. Uh, but yeah, my understanding is that this is not actually the finished piece. Maybe uh, she's riding on the back of the fire truck. Yeah, some people in the thread said, oh, no, she's there. It's just, you know, there's all that dust that all the other vehicles are kicking up. Yeah, there you go. She's in the, cl- right. she's in the cloud behind the fire truck. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, this is our our little update on uh, Victorion. We also had a Canadian listing uh, dug up out of a Toys R Us computer for her, which Canadian. in Canada, her box set's going to cost 150 bucks because, you know, Toys R Us plus our dollar. Um, so <laughs> And it will be the same in America because of Toys R Us. Yep. <laughs> 150 US. Come and save like pr- probably 50% by coming down to Canada. Coming uh, down to Canada? Down to Canada? Yeah, you know, down to Canada. Down to Canada. From where? From uh, the North Pole? You know, from Alaska. That's a... You triggered... You you triggered me. Pet peeve. <laughs> when When people say down to somewhere that's north... <laughs> you go up north, you go down south, you go out west and back east. That's the way it works. I I just like saying down to everywhere because you, you know what does down really mean? Yeah. You know we're spinning around in space on a giant sphere. Sorry, disc uh, or whatever. No flat bio, concave Earth, but concave Earth with a biodome around Earth. it. Thank you. Um, you know down is relative. <clears throat> anyway, I uh, I dug up so nine hours ago actually she she clarified Sarah Petra. Durocher on her Twitter account, Sarah LePew, 
uh, said this like whoa, what? Just call her Sarah LePew. That's her Twitter name. Oh, okay. As long as she's okay with it, you're not just being like. Well, unless someone made that Twitter account for awful. her and was like being a total dick, I'm not sure. Yeah. But um, she, she she was saying um, on you know when this image came out that this was a work in progress piece, um, but apparently this is just for PR. Uh, the actual final image is what they're going to use on like the packaging and other stuff. So um, for PR, they got like an earlier version. So apparently there's going to be a tweaked version, which I assume will also have a little bit more rust dust in it. But, uh, yeah, I still don't really mind Victorion's colors. I can't, like, stand up for them because they're they're loud. Um, but for whatever reason, they, they kind of don't bug me that much. Like the turquoise and red. Um, I wish there was more white and silver because uh, it seems like that's basically just the sword. But uh, I'm looking forward to, to the actual toy. Um, what with the new hands and, and feet parts and everything. Um Seth, uh, this this photo also says leaked from Cybertron. I don't know how to feel about that. Um, how do they spell Cybertron? Uh, C-Y. So it's leaked from the planet, not the website? Apparently. Okay, that's all, weird. All the way from the planet <laughs> to the official Facebook page, leaked from Cybertron. Weird. Um, well, regarding your colors, I kind of like that th- there's a team unified color scheme. Mm-hmm. Um, then it's very Christmassy with the green and red. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but I, I just like that they have a unified color scheme. So that's fine. Yeah, for sure. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's deal with it. Can't wait to find out exactly how much Toys R Us is going to rip off Americans for this thing. God, I bastards. <laughs> I went. I went to a Toys R Us, and I found. I mentioned this last week. I found a a, a Black Series Snowtrooper Officer, the, the Toys R Us exclusive. Yeah, they marked him up two dollars more than all the other Black Series figures, and it just felt like it was like almost spiteful. Yeah, it's like this one's ours. So you have to pay an extra two dollars for the the pauldron. And I was like, you, <laughs> you swine! Like this is okay. Sure, whatever. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like pretty much everything at Toys R Us is at least a dollar more than anywhere else. Well, they they did it in Canada too, because our Black Series in Canada are twenty five Canadian, but our Stormtrooper officer, according to the website, is thirty Canadian. They marked they marked him up five dollars for the pauldron. It's crazy. Anyway, that's I should stop. We we talk too much about Star Wars on this podcast. Well, off mic. There's gonna be more. I you know what? That's cool too. I got. I've been I've been nose deep in making Star Wars review videos, being a unique flower on YouTube and reviewing Star Wars toys. Oh, I watched your Stormtrooper one today. Oh, did you like my did you like do you like my poses? Yeah, there's pretty good poses. I also really like your modification of the elbow joints. But we'll talk about that later. Oh man, okay. Well, uh <laughs> let's stay back on topic and talk about what people really want to hear about, which is Michael Bay doing an interview. Oh, Michael. Um, so he did an interview. You goofball. And he's pretty sure he's directing another Transformers movie. Um, there well, was- I mean, that's that's the way you wrote it. He sounds like he's pretty sure. He sounds <laughs> like he's sure. It just sounds like he's not sure which one he's directing. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going for. I, th- I thought it was funny. I uh, This is an interview from Rolling Stone where, yeah, he's like, I'm doing Transformers f- 5, is it? Um, and he... He is doing a lot of stuff, so he's like, I've taken a lot of work. Movie industry's really changed. 
base as apropos of nothing. Um, he goes on to say the middle budget movie is basically gone. They just want these big movies. Uh, the interview, I believe, mentions the irony of the statement goes unremarked upon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I actually he should be glad they just want these big movies because that's what he does best. And then when he doesn't, it's pain and gain. Yeah. So. I wonder if this was if that was some weird like salt about pain and gain that he was just dropping in there. Like, no, no one wants these middle budget movies anymore. I also I would like some clarification on what a middle budget movie is. Uh, I've, I, I know I heard a big conversation about this like months ago, but it's like either you have like your tiny budget indie movies yeah, and your tiny budget horror movies, and then you have your massive blockbusters and there's no in between. So if a blockbuster is like a hundred million plus and a little indie movie is 5 million or less, like, there's no $25 million movie. Yeah, I mean, I, I would just like to... I guess I, given how good some small-budget movies have been and how bad some big-budget movies have been, like, I would like to see in that context some examples of what the middle-budget movies were. Because I, I don't know why. I'm just having trouble, like, actually thinking of a middle-budget movie. I think there there's probably a lot of those oh, in, yeah, yeah. in the 90s, 80s. Like... Thing like I can't think of one. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I'm trying to think of one that's that's more than like all of your romantic comedies. Like I would yeah. imagine those are fairly middle middle budget, unless they have nothing but giant named actors, and then the budget's all going to uh, salaries. Yeah, I'd, I'd imagine middle budget is like big names, but not big production, maybe, or yeah. vice versa. Uh. Anyway, I'm not I'm not like mad about his statement or anything. I was just I saw that and I had two well, reactions. I, I've heard other filmmakers making similar comments. So yeah. I think it's I don't think he's just making up nonsense. It sounds like it's a thing in Hollywood right now where and oh, OK. Yeah, they were talking about it a lot on one of Kevin Smith's podcasts because they were talking about the last Fantastic Four movie. Yeah. And how the director came from doing like low budget movies straight into a big budget would be blockbuster. And that's happening with a lot of directors, like directors that start with a student film, start with Mm -hmm. a low budget movie, get into the Hollywood system. And then all that's left are big giant movies and they're not ready for those yet. Yeah. Where in the past, uh, a new director would do several more modest budget movies and work their way up. Yeah, I, I guess it's like be- probably all of Spike Lee's movies. I think you might be middle budget movies. I was even going to ask if like the um, the Chris Evans Human Torch era Fantastic Four movies would be considered middle nowadays or not. I guess because middle budget is, you know, apparently not happening anymore is why I can't remember what would be middle budget. Yeah, and um, I don't think it's not happening. It's probably just a lot less. Yeah, because the two things that struck me about that statement, number one was I actually couldn't think of what middle budget would be, and number two, I was like, is that not the exact same conversation I hear about in the video game creation It is scene? the exact same conversation. Yeah, like like generally when it comes to entertainment, it seems like either you're making it by yourself with your friends or a whole bunch of corporations are throwing too much money at your face. 
and everything becomes bloated and insane and that there's no middle ground anymore. And someone's telling you to put something in there to make China happy. Yeah. Cause I, I, so if I was, if I was going to like spitball a theory right now, based on the last like five minutes of conversation, it would be that a lot of these higher budget movies would have been middle budget movies, except so many corporations and big money names get involved, including trying to orient stuff towards the Chinese market that like they just they start they they were middle budget, but then they bloated over like the course of like a couple months and now are trying to like cram in product placement and whatnot. Yeah, that's that's that would be a guess of mine anyway. But well, I remember hearing as the Lone Ranger movie was in production, the studio was starting to get mad because the budget kept growing and growing and growing and growing. And then it goes over 100 million. And they're like, but you're making a Western. Why is this cost so much? We used to make Westerns because they were cheap. What is happening? (laughs) (laughs) Someday I want to sit down and watch that movie because it sounds like forgettable, but inoffensively forgettable. I don't know. I think it might be offensive. (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean, as a film, not like talking about. Yeah. 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 Obviously, there is a part of that movie. that. Yeah. That part aside, I was, I was, I was sorry. I was speaking more about the whole film, not like a specific character. <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine, like, I have no interest in watching it. I have no interest in watching it, but I imagine it's like corny in the way like Wild Wild West was. But is there a giant robot spider? That's the question. I don't know, but just the idea of a big budget western with special effects and crazy stuff just it doesn't seem right. It's, it seems really cowboys and aliens. It, it seems like, like gross. <laughs> having seen the Lego sets, I'm going to assume most of that money went into whatever they did with a train. Cuz that seems like the only thing you could put that much money into for a a kind of shallow western film. All CGI horses. The whole train is made of CGI as well. And yeah, the horses are all CGI, because why not? The train's made of CGI horses. Anyway, speaking of CGI horses, uh, the other... I don't actually know how this segues, but the other statement in here that I thought was interesting was... Because um, apparently the interviewer just straight up went like, you know, Michael Bay, this thing you're saying about how this is going to be your last one and you have to pass the reins, you literally have said that this is the third time now in a row. Yeah. So Michael Bay <laughs> says, I know... J.J. Abrams told me you're the only guy who could do this, but it's time to move on. One more. So I'm like, yo, J.J. Abrams, can can we have a conversation with you maybe over here away from Michael Bay for a little bit about <laughs> can is what are you doing, buddy? <laughs> yeah. this is maybe J- Abrams was afraid that they would ask him to do it. So he's like, no, Michael, you have to keep going. Yeah, like Abrams is like, <laughs> I don't listen, I, do that. I, I'm finally working on Star Wars. <laughs> Yeah, is there star in the title? Because I got Star Trek and I got Star Wars. I fig- is it Starformers? If so, I'm on board. I figure it's either that or like Michael Bay was probably in the same conversation, going like, "Hey, buddy, you got any room for me on the Star Wars thing?" And JJ's like, "But, um, well, you, you know, you got to do Transformers. It's your thing. <laughs> don't don't come near my Star Wars." That or I imagine the scenario is Michael Bay's been trying to quit. For the last few movies. Yep. And it's Abrams talking him into it. Like, <laughs> like Paramount is, they're calling Abrams and being like, look, you're the only one that could talk him into coming back. And he's like, all right, I'll, I'll work some J.J. magic. Yeah, before every one of these films, like, J.J. <laughs> Abrams shows up at his front door with a six-pack of beards going, like, hey, buddy, we haven't talked in a while. Want to hang out for a little bit? 
It's like the, like in the pay, Truman Show. Paramount's paying him under the table. <laughs> um, thanks, Jay. We'll, yeah, thanks. we'll make some calls. We'll we'll talk you up to Disney. <laughs> Michael Bay's this whole this whole time. He's like, he's, they're going to get me to Disney. I know it. I know it this time. Uh, anyway, Michael Bay's directing Transformers Five. <laughs> I okay. I mean. I, JJ JJ's like you do another one and you know maybe I'll I'll put your name in the hat for the Boba Fett spinoff movie. <laughs> oh, I love Boba Fett. That would be great. And then JJ mumbles to himself, or maybe I won't. <laughs> maybe I'll give you the Django <laughs> Fett movie. Uh, <laughs> God, I just could you imagine if Michael Bay does a Star Wars movie? <laughs> I you know what? <laughs> I would like to see one, exactly one that is ninety minutes long, cut off ninety minutes long no budging on that i would like to see what that would be it'd be it's gonna have more cgi than the lucas prequels it'd be be amazing if it's like that's his homage like you know the force awakens is the homage to the old ones (laughs) michael bay's like you know yeah we're not we're tearing down the green screens putting up blue screens we're doing this old style yeah old school (laughs) we're gonna get ewan mcgregor in here to wave a stick around and go (laughs) for like three hours uh and i'm bringing back the Yorks. (laughs) there's uh some other info in here about like concept art he was looking at i don't think it's particularly important to discuss and in not discussing it then anyone super spoiler sensitive doesn't even have to worry uh so he mentions like two things so you know if you don't want to know what they are they are super vague concepts but don't go to the front page item if you don't want to know what they are uh they're also it's the same thing that's been in every movie, so yeah, one of these, it's not that much of a spoiler. One of these things sounds like he's just talking about concept art for something from the third movie, so I don't know. Um, I, I don't know what detail you mean, but it sounds like concept art from every single Transformer movie to me. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what else is he talking about here? He's, he's, he's shaking his head, talking about how he has a lot of work to do. Uh... <laughs> And then he ends the interview by saying it's not good when I'm not involved. So, I don't know. There's a real dire tone to this of, like, <laughs> everyone keeps paying him tons of money to put in, like, this kind of, like, I, like on the day, I'm sure he's putting in the effort. But it sounds like every single time it's like, okay, well, if you're going to give me five bajillion dollars in small bills, I guess I'll do it. And, you know, you watch the behind the scenes for any of the Transformers films. He's into it when he's on set. You know, into it the way that Michael Bay would be into it. But, like, his attitude in interviews in pre-production is getting, like, just hilarious. I'm just like, I don't know. Robots. Ah, blah, blah. I do too much work. Yeah, because then it sounds like how Joe Rogan <laughs> described almost the entire time on Fear Factor. Yeah. Well, like, he was originally signed up for, like, I think it was three seasons. And then he was done. Like, he goes, well, I've done everything that I care to do here, and I'm going to leave. And then they offered him so much money, he couldn't leave. And then he tried to quit the next year, and they offered him more money, and he tried to quit the next year, and they offered him more money. And then finally, then it finally got to the point where they were going to have to offer him so much money, it wasn't worth it for them to do it anymore. And he was like, fine, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Good. I've been trying to quit for six years. Because <laughs> I, I got to assume Michael Bay's name does have a draw to the average Joe public because, you know, that's that's probably why they keep putting his name, even though he's just a producer, they put his name on the front of the Ninja Turtles films. Uh, and I'm sure that that makes it worth it 
to keep bringing him back in, if not just for the name recognition. But yeah, at some point, it's going to be like he's actively saying he doesn't want to. And like, I bet you you don't have to spend as much money if you bring in a eager new young guy. But, you know, I, I, I can also see how the name Michael Bay is what gets, you know, your your average guy on the street to go like Michael Bay. I like it when he has the robots and wants to go see what the new film is. Yeah, we bag on these movies a lot as like the the hardened fans, but you you can't deny how much money they rake in. So, so if, as fans, I would think the studio is going to want Michael Bay to keep making these movies as long as they can because they don't want to risk yeah risk it on somebody else who who might make a better movie, but if it's not going to rake in the money, then they just want the money. They don't care. If, about making fans happy. But like, you know, I'd I'd love to have a Transformers movie that's actually something to be proud of talking about. But as fans, we've also reaped the rewards of all this money for years now in the funding of all the non-movie stuff. Yep. So, you know, it's, it's, it's there's there's a, another edge to every dagger in this discussion. Um it's kind of why I've, I kind of just go hands off on the films now. Like it took me 3 films to realize that I should just not get super invested in them. Uh and I've been having a great time ever since because I have fun when I see the movies. I have fun making fun of the dumb parts. I have fun talking about how much I like the cool parts. And then I get a whole bunch of cool toys that are probably coming on the back of a lot of the movie money. So whatever. Um, I would love for another director to come in, though, because five movies in, like it is becoming a drag in that the structure of the films, like especially visually, is becoming so predictable that. I, I actually am getting kind of bored, despite the fact that the last one was easily the best one. Uh, you know, three people agree that if you watch Age of Extinction with me talking about it while you're watching it, it's like the best Transformers movie. <laughs> All right. It's a ranking endorsement. Yeah. I mean, it's the best with my commentary. Yeah. If you let me sit there with you and you let me pause it now and then to explain some things to you, you don't need to watch the other three. And it's just more fun overall. You can ask my mom my friend Jacob, and my girlfriend. You know, three ringing endorsements right there. I have watched Age of Extinction four times myself, those three times in the first one, and I am I still kind of enjoy it as long as I could talk through it. Periodically pausing a movie to explain things to my girlfriend sounds like a good way to pit, get my girlfriend pissed off at me. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, I, I, don't, I don't pause. It's only, I think, in the opening 40 minutes i have to do it very much but all parties have agreed that that cleared up a whole lot of nonsense for them that yeah. was no, I'm lingering just saying, i'm just saying that sounds like the sort of thing that my girlfriend wouldn't put up with if i tried to do it to her <laughs> maybe you're better at it well, i mean I also, she would really appreciate it but. i also ask these people you know before we start like hey do you mind if i pause now and then to explain like yeah you should just try to <laughs> just pause a movie unannounced and just start going on a diatribe about something unrelated <laughs> she's like, I know more about this movie than you. Now you see this scene right here. Oh. Let me tell you about Jaws, which <laughs> which I had never seen until I had already been dating her. Let me tell you when about- I mentioned that I had never seen Jaws all the way through, then we had to watch Jaws at that moment. <laughs> and then if I'm like, okay, let me tell you something about the shark. She's like, idiot, I've seen this movie like 20 times. Let's pause, pause this for a second. All right, sharks are, are garbage, all right? They're scary. All right, keep the movie going. Uh, I think that's all that we had to glean out of that interview. Uh, anything else that you want to bring up that I might have missed in here? Mm, in these, no, there's barely anything in there. These five paragraphs? Yeah. <laughs> uh, 
I mean, short of just reading the five paragraphs. And we read about 60% of them. Yeah. Um, okay, actually, there's one thing. I never actually read the first paragraph. I found that kind of, it's kind of <laughs> interesting. Uh, he's doing some post-production on Ninja Turtles 2, which I didn't know. I thought he was just producing. I didn't know he was actually having any kind of hands-on. So that's neat. Um, Can you make them bigger? <laughs> I'm not frightened by them. Uh, by the way, that new Ninja Turtles trailer looked actually real fun. So I haven't seen it. You just, I have seen the new Star Trek trailer. That that trailer looks weird, but I don't mind because I didn't mind the Next Generation movie that was basically an episode. I forgot which one that is. But the the face aliens with the skin. Uh, I don't remember. Sure. Insurrection, I think. I didn't see that one. It was basically a really big budget episode of the TV show, but I, I didn't mind. But yeah, that's because it came out a long time ago when I watched it. Yeah. That's what this new one looks like to me. It looks like a really big, long episode of a TV show that doesn't exist. Well, I think Simon Pegg came out and was like, this trailer doesn't actually represent what the movie is. <laughs> because people were really upset with that trailer. And and Simon Pegg wrote it, didn't he? I don't know. I believe he wrote Did the he? screenplay for, for that film. He was in Star Wars. Yeah, that surprised me. I was like, oh, he was like one of my favorite characters, too. I like Daniel Craig's character better. Oh, man, when I found that out, I was so... <laughs> I almost am talking about a scene from that movie. No, no, I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> uh, let's move on. Seth, we have a listener question. Oh, good. I love those. This comes from Nilo Comic. Uh, he says, hey, guys, can you explain what the deal is with posing Transformers shaking hands while looking at the camera? You see it a lot with Optimus Prime and Rodimus. And now the latest example is Perfect Effect showing off their parts for Combiner Wars Bruticus while he's shaking hands with Menasaur, seen in a picture he's linked to us. It boggles my mind why my email is going gading all the time. Uh, gading is the actual trademark automatopoeia for the noise my outlook makes. He goes on to say, it boggles my mind why people feel the need to show these characters having the equivalent of a photo op commemorating a successful business transaction. Any idea where this originated and why it's a thing? Love the show. Keep up the great work. In short, that originated in Japan, where often people who have photo ops will shake hands and pose for the camera. Uh, that's where it came from, if I if I recall correctly. But I'm not sure if I'm recalling correctly. Seth, how do you feel about Transformers shaking hands? Well, fun fact, uh, in the early scripts of The Force Awakens, uh, Kylo Ren was named Nilo Comic. That's crazy. That's fun fact true fact look it up do your own research and come to your own conclusions um will do yeah i mean it's kind of cool when toys can shake hands convincingly um i always took it as some sort of an example of like how well we sculpted their hands or or, <laughs> or how proportionate they are um but yeah it doesn't bother me yeah when they do. it's uh, i think I want to say it goes all the way back to Mazinger Zed shaking hands with Great Mazinger in like a promo picture to like introduce the new hero kind of thing. And I mean, uh -huh. that's why Optimus and Rodimus, we were shaking hands because I was, again, like passing the torch, introducing the new hero. Um, so I believe that's where its roots are. If someone listening has a better ex explanation than I do, uh, please link it, especially if there's actually some kind of wiki page for it, because <clears throat> I can't find one. But Robot shaking hands in the context of super robot animes, I believe, is like the the keywords. But it yeah, it has roots. It's a, and I believe those roots come from Japan. 
Um, I think well, there that was... makes sense because most of the images related to that come from Japan. It seems. Yes. Uh, there there was a, a Rebel Tech I think release. I think it was I think it was Rebel Tech Ultra Magnus came with a special hand that was his hand shaking Rebel Tech Optimus Prime's hand. So it was like yeah, a, that sounds familiar. It was either it was either Ultra Magnus or or Rebel Tech Hot Rod. I can't remember which one, but there was like a special "I'm shaking Optimus Prime's hand" accessory just to facilitate that pose. Well, and then I don't even think that's the only example in recent years of toys having specific handshaking hands. There's at least one more that I know I saw, but I can't remember now. Ah, anyway. Now, was it just that the Masterpiece Prime and Rodimus could shake hands, or did what, or did they come with special hands, it too? Was, whoa. Oh. It was... Uh, uh, my free gift is here on Crossy Road, apparently. Hooray! <laughs> it was just that they could shake hands. There, I don't believe there was any okay. special accessory. Actually, yeah, if there was any kind of alternate hand for Masterpiece Rodimus, then I would have been yelling even louder about the lack of third-party hands for Masterpiece Rodimus. So, yeah, there's none. All right, well, I hope that answered your question, Nilo Comic. Uh, Seth, I think we should ask the listeners, too, if they have any cool photos of toys shaking hands, they should just post them in the thread. Sure. Like, why not? Let's make it a thing. Let's get it as silly as possible, too. Yeah, take take over the thread with pictures of toys shaking hands. I am now saying it's on topic. Just make sure to post in response to the podcast, colon, right before your photos. Uh, yeah, that post way your colon. Yeah. Post pictures of your colon. Well, no, don't, on, don't do that. That's, that's, huh? That falls under the gore uh, sub rule. I'm sure there's a number I could cite. Anyway. Wow, what's, what's going on with your colon? <laughs> Uh, gore is what's going on in my coat. Mine is squeaky clean. Mine's shooting blood everywhere. It's just, uh Criminy. Yeah, I don't like to look at it. And I shouldn't be able to. But, I just... <laughs> but you keep squatting over that damn mirror. Yep. It's like, let's take a look. Let's see how you're Why doing. Why is this on the floor? Oh, Why don't no. I just move it? My colon mirror. Someone dropped something. <laughs> it's got all this wet stuff. Ew. Um, Seth, do you want to go straight into what we got this week? Sure, why not? We got, we're on a roll. Uh, this has become my new question I ask like every podcast where I'm like, I don't want to go look for an intermission. Should we just keep going? Uh, but I'm also feeling it. Seth, did, did you get any Transformers this week? <laughs> I did, but like they just came, so I haven't opened any of them. Oh, no! Yep, that's how that goes. So uh, I got the, the Devastator, or not Devastator, Brutus team mm-hmm. and the uh, Scattershot. That comes with a... Oh, yeah, yeah, with Onslaught. Yeah. Onslaught. Um, they came in their own little box because it was a case. So they came oh. in like that Hasbro box. So I haven't even opened that. So that's why I was like, it was Scattershot, right? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember from when I pre-ordered it a long time ago. I don't think anyone actually um, would be mad if you forgot about Scattershot, given the reactions I've seen so far. <laughs> no, I haven't finished listening to the last even episode. I was listening it today to it today but i listened to the last day of the giant bomb game of the year and that was four and a half hours long so i ran out of time i'm on day four because um, i had bus ride today yeah well i finished oh day yeah because there's five yeah. um right anyway um yeah i got to where aaron had been talking about scattershot so yeah it- Aaron, I I thought he was going to go off on that toy actually a lot harder. I was he he had more nice things to say than I was expecting. Um, 
There's a, to be honest, I don't think the toy is like terrible. It's just is incredibly disappointing <laughs> from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, but a lot of people have him because Big Bad was, I guess, smart and didn't let you buy Onslaught by himself. Right. That's <laughs> why I got him. Um, I'm trying to think if I've got any new Transformer stuff that I could talk about that I haven't already. Because I didn't find any when I was in the States because nothing new was out. Um, oh, no. You know what? Uh, last week, Aaron talked about those, uh, those from the from the R.I.D. show, um, the new R.I.D. Minicon two packs where you get like a scout size main character and then like a Minicon. Um, let me pull up a picture of like, I got Sideswipe and Anvil um, and I actually got them for 10 percent off because the I, there was only one at Toys R Us and it had been ripped open and then scotch taped back closed, except nothing was missing. So that was weird. Um, I'm trying to find a good photo of just the set, but I this is just packaging photos. So I'll just, here, I'll just send you a packaging picture. Um, anyway, the, the crux behind these things is that uh, it's like a scout-sized version of a cast member. In this case, it's Sideswipe. He comes with a bunch of clear parts that can clip onto him as armor, and then you can unite them into a big, stupid weapon. Um, and that, so that talking about that part of the toy... It's pretty cool. Like, it's it's not like, you know, a superposable side swipe, but he's got basic shoulders, elbows, hips, knees. Uh, the armor parts are... I really like them. They, they are executed well. Um, the, uh, the the face mask part especially works way better than I was expecting. Um, and I, I like the, the gigantic, like, buzzsaw that clips onto one of his shoulder wheels because it can still spin with the wheel, too. Uh, the big dumb weapon is big and dumb. But it's kind of funny. It's a it's a kind of it's a nice side swipe. Um, and if it was like ten bucks, it'd be great. But the set I think retails for fifteen bucks because you also get a minicon who turns into a ball. Um, and he kind of sucks. His his name is great. It's Anvil. So Seth, imagine like a blue ball, right? Uh, here's his robot mode, which is the ball unfolded. Nothing on him really poses. Um, his legs fold at like his waist, and then his feet individually fold up as well. Um, but nothing else moves and all he does is unfold from a ball into that Uh, there's a kind of an automorph when you peel the sides open like his legs flip down with them but he doesn't have any spring-loaded transformation Uh, he is a ball sideswipe has no real way to interact with him aside from having (laughs) a pair of claws that can kind of hold him if you balance him right Um, I I am confused and I don't like him. Uh, I, I, the the Minicon launcher toys for the new Minicons are designed to like shoot the balls out. So I guess that's neat. But as a standalone ball that turns into a thing, I'm, I, I don't feel a single thing. And uh, he also is not compatible with any of the armor parts. So there, there's literally nothing to do with him except just have him stand around with and get, I guess, turn him into a ball and have Sideswipe kick him around. I wouldn't mind except that the thing retails for 15 bucks. And if like... If that's like five bucks for Anvil, like I would have gladly ditched Anvil to save another five bucks because the sideswipe is neat. Um, the best thing about Anvil is, I guess, it's just his name and his head sculpt is kind of cool. I like I like his body design. It's just a shame it doesn't do anything and has two halves of a ball stuck on the back. But uh, the sideswipe is cool. If you can get a deal on them, like try to find one that's totally ripped apart but still complete and get 10% off like that helps. Uh don't go and rip packages open yourself to try to get them for 10% off, because that's, I think, actually illegal, but I'm not sure. Um, Seth, you uh, you feeling anything looking at, at this this wonderful little man staring at you in that last link I sent? 
Uh, no, not really. His name He's is just stupid blue ball. His whatever. name is Anvil. Like that's a cool name. Should have been Ball. I'm sure there's one that's just called Ball, but I'm, I'm I haven't actually gone to look yet. Blue Ball. That's how I felt. <laughs> I got nothing. Um. But yeah, I think that's it for my Transformers new stuff to talk about. Uh, I haven't found the Bruticus guys yet. I'm on I'm on the casual lookout. Um, all all I was really looking for in the states was actually Star Wars stuff because I've turned into one of those. But, Star uh, Wars, you got suckered into the Disney machine, man. Yup, buy, buying all these stupid stormtroopers. Let's go into our off topic of what we got this week so I can continue. Star Wars today, Frozen tomorrow, man. You whatever. I, uh, I, I, I was, so I've been, I've been walking around counting Ray toys because of the, you know, she got the Black Widow headline that like the, the large vinyl set doesn't have a Ray and neither does the Monopoly set. But like, I feel like I'm seeing a lot of Ray still on the shelves. Like, especially when I spotted like the Lego action figure sets are doing a Ray as well, who looks terrifying because she has like (laughs) flesh colored Lego stuff and it looks really freaky. Um, kind of like how Anakin and, and Obi-Wan looked in the, the prequel action figures that Lego did. Like, the flesh just looks terrifying with the, the ball joint setup. But, uh, I haven't yet spotted a Wave 3 Ray from the Black Series. So here's what I found out. If you got Ray and Kylo Ren immediately, you got played because their Wave 3 repack revisions also have, like, changes for the better. So, like, Ray has better paint apps on her face, and the BB-8 she comes with has, like, full weathering washes done. And, like, Kylo Ren has a better cut robe and a straight-up, like, better sculpted scarf. Oh. So now I'm trying to find a second Kylo Ren, because I'm one of those people. Well, okay. Do we just want to talk about Star Wars toys? We could let's do just, this together. Yeah, let's just talk about Star Wars toys. Okay. Because I got a bunch, too, including uh, Kylo Ren. Oh man. Um let me bring up this um so you can keep talking. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I, I, I want to find something to reference. I, I, I mostly talked I mostly talked about them last week, so I think I covered most of the new stuff I got. Oh, okay. But I uh <laughs> I, I, I was trying like mad to find a second stormtrooper off or a snowtrooper officer because I, I bought I went to a Walgreens and found a third Stormtrooper for, you know, a couple bucks less than at Toys R Us. So I thought, oh, I'll pick him up and then I'll get a second Snowtrooper officer and give him the pauldron. So I'll have a Stormtrooper officer and a regular Snowtrooper. It'll be a win-win. Never found that second Snowtrooper officer. So I'm still looking. Um, okay, I'm trying to find this wave that I pre-ordered. I've also been um, seeing Finn and I keep resisting because I know they're wave one Finn. And I'm like, I am sure he's going to get a better looking sculpt sometime soon. Well, there's the Finn and Stormtrooper armor coming. I, I, I am hyped about that one because I can have him also fill out my first order display. I just really all I've been buying is the first order because I love the first order. I think they look they look great. I love the new Stormtrooper helmet. I don't know what it is about it. It's just like whatever the original Stormtrooper helmet didn't have and whatever the clone helmets didn't have first orders helmet has. And now I'm like, I need like three of these guys. Okay, so I had a back-ordered um, of Wave 1 on Big Bad for a while. Yeah. And never converted. Then they put up the Wave 4 case, and that comes with Ray and Kylo. Better and, versions, too. Right. And and a, a TIE Fighter pilot. So those are like the recycled figures. Snowtrooper. Was Snowtrooper in an earlier wave? 
I don't think so. I think that's okay. like regular Snowtroopers debut is there, I think. Right. And then Hux and um, Asti, the the um, X-Wing pilot mm-hmm. named after Beastie Boys record. Um, so I went, okay, cool. So the figures that I really care about in Wave 1, um, Kylo and Rey, are going to be in this wave. So I'll cancel that pre-order because who knows if that's ever going to even happen. Yeah. Pre-order this. I see Finn everywhere. So I'll just get Finn the next time I see him on a shelf. Like, that's the one dude that I'm not worried about finding. Then uh, um, I got a Phasma that was on the way. And then, um, that, so have you seen the uh, the die-cast six-inch figures I haven't, at Disney stores? I haven't seen them in person, but I read a lot of reviews about them. Are they bad? So everything I've read <laughs> is, so they're they're actually like seven inches, so they're a slightly different scale. Oh. Um, they look nice, but their joints can't deal with the weight of the die cast, and they have tons of screw holes on their backs. Okay. Because I saw Phasmas, and I was like, huh, die cast Phasma. But, like, I already had a regular-ass Phasma on the way, so I didn't want to pay extra and get a die cast one. And something about the elbow joints just looked a little off when I was looking at it, so I put it down. Yeah. But then I was at the Novato Target, which is a Target that I don't go to very often, and they had two Stormtroopers, a Kylo Ren, the um, TIE Pilot, and the uh, the Resistance Soldier, this generic soldier. And I just grabbed everything off the peg and threw it in the cart and then spent time thinking about it. I've done so that. So I just... Even though I have Kylo coming in this other wave, I was like, I can't, I just, I want Kylo right now. And then the idea was I'll put my extra Kylo in this box of toys that when my nephew and niece come over, this box comes out. And those are the ones they're allowed to do whatever they want with. And then they're not allowed to touch anything else. Yeah. These these are the sacrificial lamb toys. So I'll just throw a Kylo in there. So it sounds like I'm going to throw this Kylo in there. Um, when I get the other one later, yeah. Like when you get the other one, compare them and see if like the the the, the scarves look any different. Because like yeah. the, that's the that's the thing you can see right away is old Kylo's scarf is kind of flat. The new one has like that gridded texture on it that his robe has. Okay. Um, my plan is I want to get new Kylo and then I want to take my old one and donate his robe to the Fig Arts version and then make the the actual figure into like Kylo when he's not wearing the robe, like on the spaceship. Ah. He's wearing his silly little tunic and, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, Aah! yeah, and I put the TIE fighter pilot back because I didn't feel the need to have multiple TIE fighter pilots. Yeah. Um, I just want I just want one to yeah. to be like Hux's cool buddy. <laughs> my, my idea yeah. is Kylo is going to be all like Hux, Hux. And Hux is like, well, OK, sure, Kylo Ren, you can come along. But but Hux's real buddy is the TIE fighter pilot. But all three of them get picked on by Poe Dameron, who I gotta find like a six-inch scales football for. So I want to have him just throw <laughs> a football at them all the time. So have you been reading the emo Kylo Ren Twitter? So it's a combination of that <laughs> and the... So Giga Beetle on Twitter has taken some great photos with Fig Arts Kylo Ren that are almost yeah. better than emo Kylo Ren in getting that kind of character across. 
Uh-huh. And it, yeah, it's been very inspiring. I'm like, yeah, I need a first order crew. It's good. so the way I, I the way I have it in my head. Here's how my toys are gonna work, right? I got my first order crew of like white armor troopers, and they're all whatever. They're a bunch of idiots. Phasma is completely capable, but they're all idiots. So it's like Phasma's kind of just stuck surrounded by all these idiots, and they all work for Kylo Ren, who's like an impotent, screaming, wailing person who totally wants to be friends with Hux. And Hux is like, whatever, but Hux's real friend is the mysterious TIE fighter pilot, and they all get picked on by Poe Dameron and his football. That's the way my display is going to work. I thought this all up last week. Uh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen the Lonely Luke Twitter? I haven't, no. All about Luke on his island on a water planet. <laughs> <laughs> Man... And do, do do they ever find out who makes these Twitter accounts and like, you know? Like, I don't know, but at least the Lonely Luke and the emo Kylo, they're very clever. Yeah. Not all of the jokes land, but some of them land really hard. Like the Lonely Luke, one of them that I can remember off the top of my head. Um, he's saying like, I don't know why he's called Han Solo. He hangs out with Chewbacca all the time. He should be called Han Duo. I should be Luke Solo. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> and then it's stuff like he stacked up rocks and named them after people and and just, uh, I don't know, it, it's pretty funny. Like, there's a bunch of funny ones. I can't remember them all off the top of my head. Yeah. But, so yeah, I got I grabbed the two stormtroopers that were there, the Kylo, the uh the traitor in Poe's jacket. Yep. And uh and that was all the ones I grabbed. And then as we're leaving the aisle, like these other guys come strolling down the aisle and the dude spots all the, the black figures that I left behind. And like I see him like spot it from the end of the aisle and like hot footing it toward him like oh oh, oh. <laughs> and I'm like ha ha I'm getting away with the stormtroopers and <laughs> <laughs> so at yeah. least at least I, hey I left him the tie pilot that that's cool Th- those... but that resistance sh- soldier just looked like nothing so yeah. I left him behind too <laughs> I saw one of those at a Walgreens and I was like I got I have nothing to say to this resistance soldier. <laughs> His helmet looks stupid. I just don't I don't remember him from the movie. Okay, um, it's very lonely Luke is the Twitter. <laughs> Probably the worst date I've ever been on was the time I almost died rescuing the girl of my dreams and she turned out to be my sister. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Why is everyone I meet related to me? That wheezing guy? Dad. The hot chick in a toga? Sister. That R2 unit? Probably my son or something. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how I want to get a hold of... There's this... So Bandai is doing, like, Black Series scaled, like, model kit figures. And they have an R2-D2 that's apparently awesome. And I ended up getting their C-3PO because he was on a sale. I'm not trying to, like, th- like strategize how best to get an R2-D2. I don't even want R2-D2. But I have C-3PO, so I... Well, what scale are they at? Uh, 112 scale. So it's, like, Black Series scale. Okay, I think I saw a listing for them sold out on Big Bad because I, yeah, if I could find those because apparently they're never going to make a C3PO for black. Mm-hmm. And R2 is 
is undersized in black series yeah so if they're better scaled according to the foosh review i read the r2 is like perfect scale to black series man um should he so keep an eye out for those i've seen them around actually they're on amazon if you really want to get one um but the, so no, there's okay, r2's okay. come out twice there's one with him plus like r5 whatever the weird one you know the one that exploded <laughs> right when the jawas got mad uh but there's a new set <laughs> that, that came that out was his name r5 whatever the weird one <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, that R2-D2 came out in a second set recently with BB-8, which is the version I think I want to get a hold of. Because that's just a... I actually care about who BB-8 is. I don't really care about R5-D, whatever his name is. Um, But yeah. Uh, man, Star Wars toy collecting, all of a sudden, like after I've, I've been spectating the Black Series for like three years, frigging the First Order. This gets me. Well, have you seen what they're doing going into the 2016 black series what are they doing well the first wave is going to be the the finn and stormtrooper armor yeah the flame trooper phasma again old hand solo Django fett that that's a that's actually a case i've been considering pre-ordering because i never see these toys in stores yeah and you get two flame troopers in the case yeah and like I don't really want Han Solo or Jango Fett, but I'll take him, and I'm sure I can find someone who wants a Phasma. I want old <clears throat> Han Solo more than I want Jango Fett. Like, I just... I don't really... So, okay. I was looking at this thing, and I was like, Jango Fett. What do I think about him again? So I went to look up his death scene. And, like, he, he sucks! <laughs> like, holy crap, he sucks! Like, he's... <laughs> It's like, it's like, I remembered having seen it in theaters. I was like, is this some, again, is this some weird joke about Boba Fett that I'm just like, that I didn't think was going to be made where whoever wears that helmet is an idiot? I don't know. Django Fett sucks, man. Like, holy. (laughs) Well, then wave two has characters from Rebels. Yeah, I'm really tempted by them. Other other non-movie things or prequel things are sneaking in. So I really like Rebels. Um, I haven't seen it. It's I watched the first season. I haven't seen any second season, but the first season was super fun. Uh, so I was tempted, but then I was like, do I, do I like Rebels enough to want like non-cartoon looking versions of two of the characters? And I don't know. And I don't know if I really need New Hope Luke. Although I like how deep the V cut of his shirt is. Yeah, his his outfit looks a little weird. <laughs> and I don't really... If I see it on the shelf, then I'll look at it and consider it, but I don't feel like I need to order. Yeah. And I, and I don't think I need two regular snowtroopers, although, like, you know, I got the officer, and it's I think it's a better figure than the stormtrooper, but they were hardly in the film... So I, yeah. I, oh, geez, they're hardly in the film. So I feel like if I get my other officer and then just one more normal one, I'll be fine. Yeah. Because then I'll have, you know, my three. <laughs> well, I grabbed two officers and I never opened them. But um, I just assumed I could pop the pauldron off one and have a regular snow trooper. You, you can. And then I'll get one more in this upcoming wave. And then I'll have three. I'll have an officer and two normies, that's, and that's plenty. That's that's exactly my plan. And then I want to give the spare pauldron to like my third stormtrooper to have one of those as an officer because they ah that's smart. They released a stormtrooper officer, but he's in that Amazon four pack with like two clone troopers and a battle damaged old stormtrooper. 
Yeah. And I don't want any of those. I just want the first order guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then uh, I'll have. So I have two just playing first order stormtroopers. I have the riot trooper, um, who's the most popular character in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'll have that Finn coming, and I'll just keep the helmet on that. Yeah. Um. And, so uh, like right now on it, like on top of my detolf, I have that little like plastic light box that i also found at ikea and right now that has um my darth vader and three stormtroopers like original trilogy stormtroopers and two of those are han and luke so yeah and uh, and i got no problem just sticking the helmet on and making pretending that they're not who they are apparently what they did with finn because like you know some early copies of him got out so i read a review um and apparently his he's actually slight they did what they did with with luke he's slightly shorter than the regular stormtrooper so he like adds another body type to a display if you just keep his helmet on. You know what would have been really cool, but would have messed up using him in display. Oh no, they did. I'm looking at the picture. They put the bloody handprint on his helmet. Yep. Okay, so you can't just mix him in there as a playing ass stormtrooper. You can, but you can just have him as the perpetually traumatized stormtrooper. Oh, PTSD trooper. Yeah, PTS trooper. I don't know. Um. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited about that. I've got the 112 model kit first order stormtrooper on the way. I've got the fig arts in my HLJ pile of loot. Um, and they, the, as far as I've seen in reviews, like these other company stormtroopers that are the same scale as the Black Series ones, they look great together because they're all just slightly different proportions. Mm-hmm. So like the model kit one is like kind of a big shouldered buff dude, and then the fig <laughs> arts one's like a slimmer guy than the Black Series one. Um, the Mafex is going to be coming out in August. That's going to look slightly different. So I can have just like, you know, this array of troopers that all have slightly like the thing that I know well, it makes sense that they wouldn't all be identical because they're not clones. Yeah. The, what like, I don't want to go too deep into it, but what the way the film introduced these new stormtroopers is the first time I've actually felt anything about stormtroopers. So <laughs> I, I actually really like the idea of. A display of first order guys like i really dig that armor i dig the the backstory like they for whatever reason they did it man like they they got me with stormtroopers finally um all you all you had to do was make it a visor and not too weird goggle eyes i guess and then you you got me <laughs> yeah and it was nice that they show stormtroopers like actually wrecking stuff in this movie because yeah. people are way too hung up on them from the original trilogy not being able to hit anything when they do they're fairly competent it's just i'm i'm all in on the theory that the stormtroopers on the death star were told to let the heroes get away and that's why they were like oh i'm shooting at them (laughs) (laughs) um and then uh and then oh have you heard that ewoks are savage cannibals I haven't heard that, but I saw apparently a, a, a physicist um, said that the destruction of the Death Star 2 may well have doomed the entire planet of Endor. Well, that's all right, because the Ewoks live on the forest moon of Endor, not the planet Endor. Or, okay, sorry, the forest moon <laughs> is what made Whatever the case, a thing the size of a planet blowing up next to their moon apparently in the long term probably would have actually made them go extinct. Yeah, probably. That was probably a bad time for them in the long run. But, uh, yeah, so, well, by cannibals, that would imply they're eating each other. But yeah. they eat people, clearly. Yeah, it's different. When, 
Yeah, when they catch the heroes, they're getting ready to cook them until C-3PO plays God and gets them not to. And then based on that, um, I've heard people more recently talking about, so at the end, after they win, and there's the huge celebration with the Ewoks and the heroes, they're thinking the Ewoks aren't really celebrating a military victory because they don't know anything about intergalactic politics and yeah. and what's going on. They're celebrating this windfall of fresh meat. <laughs> All the dead Imperials are food. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, are they not playing some? Like, they're playing on helmets at one point, right? Right, like empty those, helmets. Yeah, those those helmets had things in them once. So the Ewoks are most likely eating all the stormtroopers and Imperial officers and either our heroes are looking the other way (laughs) or they don't realize they're also eating (laughs) stormtroopers. I bet you Chewbacca knows. (laughs) Chewbacca's like, finally. (laughs) Han's finally going to understand me for real. He's like, he's waiting until like, he's not sure if Han knows what's up yet. Yeah. So he's he's like waiting, and then he sees Han like grab a chunk of meat and eat it. He goes, "Oh, he doesn't know." Amazing. <laughs> this is great. Finally, <laughs> been wanting to eat one of these bastards for years. <laughs> I saw a pretty good photo on Facebook, and I can't remember where anymore. But it was like, <laughs> so it was like something about how oh, Chewbacca actually isn't making any sense. But then they show you how Han Solo sees Chewbacca. And it was just oh. like a, a grungy looking dude in a bear suit. Well, no, that's from the show Wilford. Oh, okay. With uh so I I've never watched the show, but my understanding is for it was originally an Australian show. And then the American version has the same actor as the dog and Elijah Wood as the guy. So everybody else just sees a dog, but Elijah Wood sees this guy in a dog suit. So they talk to each other, but then what other people see is just this guy talking to his dog. Okay. Yeah. Man, that makes me way less excited about that picture now. Because <laughs> I, I, I was just laughing my head off. Like, Han Solo is actually just insane. That's great. <laughs> well, I mean, he's still insane. It's just yeah. now you know where the that guy in a suit came from. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That makes more sense to me. Yeah, I'd never heard of Wilford. Now I have. The only reason why I really know anything about it is because I watch Louie on FX and Wilford led into Louie. So I would like catch like the last 15 seconds before Louie came on the DVR. Um, anyway, that's that. And that's Star Wars. Yeah. But I got other stuff too. I don't Do you have other stuff? Um, or did I completely hijack your Star Wars talk? and? No, I'm I'm I I can't think of anything. I'm I'll try to think of if I had anything else I really wanted to talk about, but that that was about it for me. It was a lack of I I had so many fruitless searches in on like January 2nd. I went for big oh, me and, I, I I think with how bad wave 2 of the first run of black series went that realtors were nervous about overstocking on Force Awakens black series. Yeah. So they just sell and are gone, and then except, the next wave comes out. And except gone. for Zuvio, Finn. No, Zuvio. <laughs> Who's that? He's the Wave Two guy that you're going to soon see tons oh, of. Is that that's the uh, the flat headed 
Yeah, Inspector Zuvio, hero of the Force yeah. Awakens. Yeah, he's the wave two of Finn. As you know, as long as none of the waves are three figures out of four that shell form, like we got from wave two. Yeah, I never saw a Boba Fett on shelves ever, which made me extra glad I got the Comic Con Boba Fett because mm-hmm. then I didn't have to worry about it. But man, I saw a lot of Han, Leia, and. Burritos. So a lot of people are predicting that old Han is going to shell form pretty bad because he's in two consecutive waves. Yeah. And yeah. I kind of agree with them. <laughs> like he's, he's, it looks like a cool figure, but I two... got a bad feeling about this. Oh no. <laughs> like two consecutive waves of, <laughs> of old guy in black jacket is not going to stand the test of time when he's surrounded by aliens and stormtroopers. Yeah. Well, so flipping back onto what I got, yeah. um, let me just say, I like how much taller Phasma is than everybody else. That's good. Mm. Um, which makes me kind of wish, once there's so little of Phasma in the movie, I kind of wish she they, they didn't let you know explicitly that it was a woman. Like, it's kind of too bad they didn't modulate the voice more. And it's kind of too bad that they didn't keep the actress a secret. Yeah. Or just put a nobody in the suit for the first movie and then bring her in the second movie and have it be a surprise. Like during a fight, her helmet gets knocked off and it's like, what a girl, huh? And she's like, idiot. And then that's how she gets to the upper hand. Um, but you know, it, in the end, it doesn't matter that much. And then, man, I wish they still had the double jointed elbows and the, the original trilogy stormtroopers aren't really good at holding their guns either, but it's a huge bummer to me whenever, you get a toy, whatever the scale is, that comes with a two-handed weapon, and they can't hold that weapon in a good pose for shooting. I, I found Phasma gets, like, she has a better elbow than the normal Stormtroopers, at least. I still can't get but, her into a good two-handed shooting pose, though. Okay, you got, see if you can, because I found with her elbow, if I, like, if I really just started bending stuff and got her forearm to go under that overhanging sleeve of the elbow coils, yeah, I could get her. Like I got her to look like she looked in the film when she was carrying her gun around. Right, and which I, is what she does. Yeah, uh, I, I, I got her. <laughs> She's got to carry this gun around and then remind people what Finn's designation number is. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got Phasma into Phasma pose O one, uh, and I was able to get her into a decent shooting pose, like her in the in the snowtrooper. For single jointed elbows, they they have that extra like five or six degrees that let them. I, I was trying to think of a way to explain it. It's like some weird uncanny valley border for an action figure, where they go from looking like an action figure that's in a natural kind of rifle pose to going like they're holding the rifle way too far away from their own torso. And there's like it's just like five or six degrees that can make or break that. And I felt like Phasma had that, but I was messing with the elbows for a while. Yeah, like you got to kind of pull and then bend, and either way, yeah, it's a bummer that the double joint isn't there because it, it's like the the stormtrooper body and Phasma's by extension, like it's such a good action figure except for holding its gun. Yep, it's maddening. Yep, yep. Designers, please, they got a two handed gun. Let them hold their guns with two hands. Yeah. Please. My, Especially when it's like a big, huge rifle. My like big stormtrooper guns are a weird length. Yeah, <laughs> and they have that weird part in the front that apparently actually folds down. That none well, of, none of the Hasbro toys do. 
Oh. Like I was going to say, I've been messing with these a while and I didn't notice. Like the hinge is sculpted on there, but the Fig Arts toy uh, and then the Lego action figures are the only ones that have that handle part fold down. Weird. And apparently, according to the some of, some kind of book, Phasma actually does fold that part down to like have a better grip on her weird like gold-plated rifle. Hmm. The, the, that Black Series figure, I like it, except like, like, like it's not as bad as I was expecting. But like after Kylo Ren, I can't believe her cape isn't fabric. Yeah, I mean, it does let it, them put it into a more specific shape. Yeah, yeah. And look more like I don't know if she would look as much like she does in the movie, or at least the cape, if it if it was cloth. I don't know. I guess it just it didn't bother me that much. I was just so hyped because I, I thought Kylo's uh, robes, like, considering the way that Black Series fabric in my mind was, like, always, like generally kind of a bad thing, like, Kylo Ren's robes uh, were, like, a, a total, like, eye-opener to me. Like, I'd nev- I never expected them to actually look good because um, I had seen that Emperor Palpatine figure and he looked ridiculous. Oh, I, I passed on that one. <laughs> <laughs> But like the Darth, do you have the Darth Vader? No, no, I only got Darth Maul and a Sand Trooper, and then I spectated after that. Yeah, the the Vader, the the uh, like the kind of skirty part, rope, soft um, goods, and cape are way too long, like ridiculously yeah. long. <laughs> it's crazy how long those damn things are. The the Wave One Kylo Ren has the same problem. With his, it's not as bad. It's it's not as bad, but <laughs> but the Wave Three revision version, they actually cut the robe shorter so it ends right above the ground. And according to I can't remember who messaged me about this, apparently it's like a, it's like night and day, like it's amazing. So another reason why I want to track down the revision Kylo Ren. Right. Well, I'll get one. Yay. Yeah. Um. Okay. So that's my Star Wars stuff. I have some other stuff, but if you have other stuff too, go ahead. Um, trying to think of anything really interesting I found. I uh, well, I got I got my box of Robo Force, uh, Club Zeton membership stuff in the mail today. Um, that's uh the Glios compatible, uh, actual official like license held Robo Force line. Um, let me just pull a picture of the main dude. Because this was the release. The release that this was uh. Kind of on the back of was the Cruel release, which is Roboforce had a character called Cruel. So uh, what they did for the GLaDOS release was come up with a kind of an ultimate Cruel, which is built from two Roboforce figures and two Weaponeers of Munkaw GLaDOS compatible figures. So he's just like his colors are Cruel's colors, but he's like all bulked out with armor and spikes and stuff. <clears throat> and I, I actually have to build him still because he doesn't come built like that. He comes in all his components. But uh, the box also came with the Club Zeton, like, one of the test shots we were going to get. And it's a really cool little test shot. Um, there was this line called Zeroids, which was, like, the predecessor to RoboForce. Uh, it was by the same company, but it was from, like, the 70s. And I'll grab a picture of the Zeroids for you. They look super 70s. Anyway, the next line that is happening from Toyfinity is going to be Glyos compatible Zeroids. Uh, so this little test shot Zeroid is really cool. Um, he's like one of those, he's like one of the things in the picture I sent you. 
except like kind of teched out like the RoboForce figures are now. Um, and he breaks apart into a lot of pieces and there are a ton of pieces on him that look like they have multiple functions for different kinds of builds. Um, oh. And it's it's a really it's a really fascinating little figure and about about twice as big as I was expecting him to be. Um, but yeah, he's got like at least three different parts that all look like they could be robot heads. Um, and I, I'm, I'm fascinated by some of the build ideas that might come out of this. But it also is kind of cool as like, a, a, you know, among the the other like, you know, we got a gold figure as well. But uh, it was a neat payoff for the Club Zeton thing that uh, John Kent is doing with this RoboForce stuff. So that's kind of been on my mind because like I'm like tomorrow, I think I'm going to sit down and build Ultimate Cruel and see how dumb and heavy this giant PVC thing is. But uh, yeah, Zeroids are happening as well. And that's kind of neat. But that's about it for my what I got. I'm pretty sure. Unless I forgot something else. But I, if I did, I'll yell about it later. Well, I got some other stuff. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, I got Marvel figures. Marvel figures? Yeah, I got the uh, Absorbing Man wave. I was so tempted by that wave. So we talked about it. Um, I don't know if we talked about it on the show or off mic. Um, but there was the whole question of do you choose arms or can you swap his arms? Yeah. So I get all the figures opened up. I got I put his legs together. I stick a head on. I, and I'm like, man, what am I going to do about these arms? Because I don't know. I don't know. Um, so I'm looking at my choices. I'm like, okay, for, so for right arms, I have a skin arm and I have the brown arm. Or no, it, it's a metal arm or a brown arm. I'm like, well, and his wrecking ball is metal, and that's the hand that's going to hold the wrecking ball, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, then for the left arms, I have a skin arm and like a, like a concrete arm, and uh, I, I don't know where I want to go with that. Um, maybe just the skin arm if these can't be separated. Like if you can't swap them, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll look. I'll see if I can find a review online and maybe that will tell me and then I won't have to worry about it. So I find a review online and this guy's like going on and on about the articulation and never says whether or not you can swap (laughs) the arms, never brings it up, but he's got, he cuts to a lot of different arm combinations. So I'm like, okay, there's no way he could have taken all these different shots if he can't swap the arms, but this seems like the most important piece of information regarding the absorbing man figure that everyone wants to know. And this guy just damn him. Um, <laughs> so I figured, okay, well, I definitely want the metal arm over the brown arm. So I'll put that on and see if I could take it off. And yes, you could take the arms off. No problem. All right. And swap them. So that's, that's like the most great. stressful. That's like, t- like that sounds like the most stressful thing that shouldn't have been stressful. <laughs> right. And then he comes with two heads, yeah. Like one where the like the gray concreteiness is creeping over his face, and one that's just all skin. And I put the all skin one on first, and it's like do do do. That's fine. Pop it off. Then it was super hard to get the concrete one on, and it's incredibly tight. Like it's hard to like turn his head left to right with it on. And I'm like, man, I hope I don't break the stem that his head plugs onto trying to pry this thing off when I decide to pry it off. And yeah. I haven't pried it off yet. Um, his wrecking ball is kind of a bummer because the chain is so f- thick. He can't really hold it convincingly. 
And then the chain is sculpted in a way where it only looks natural if it's just resting on the ground. Yeah. And so that's a little bit of a disappointment. It would have been nice if it was an actual segmented chain that then he could hold better. But uh, it is what it is. Um, for the most part, I think the the Absorbing Man figure itself is really great. It's really big, well-detailed, and I think I've only ever read maybe one comic that had Absorbing Man in it, but I've just always liked the character. Yeah. It's a cool idea. It's a cool character. Uh, it's a good build-a-figure. Um, then as for the wave, the, the individual figures in the wave itself, it's another Spider-Man-centric wave in a lot of ways. Um. And there had just been a Spider-Man-centric wave. And really, there's only two good guys in the wave. It's it's a very villain-heavy wave, mm-hmm. um, which is a nice change of pace. Uh, so I'll just run through the figures. So you got Speed Demon um, that uses that like Spider-Man buck body. That, mm-hmm. So he's really great, really well articulated. Uh, for being kind of a nobody character, in my opinion. <laughs> um, I guess he's in Thunderbolts, or was in Thunderbolts. I don't know where they currently are with that series. Um, but he comes with a head that's attached to, like, a remote control car. Yeah. And I don't know what the deal is with that guy, so, but he seems pretty rad. <laughs> so that's Silverman. And I spent like a minute trying to remember stuff I saw on Scans Daily about why Silverman's head's in a car. I got most of it wrong, and if you read the comics, you probably know better, so just share it in the thread. Share! Uh, then continuing in the wave, we get a uh, like an, an early version Venom. Yep. Like early McFarlane Venom before everyone got too crazy with drawing his mouth. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that comes with two heads, like a grinning, grinning tooth head. And then a tongue coming out head, but still, it's not the completely over the top, getting ridiculous version of Venom. Um, so that's nice to have, like a a more classic, sensible Venom. It's like it's like the only figure of that that ever really came out was that very first '90s Venom figure. Yeah, and it's it feels like a kind of cool throwback to that. Yeah, I had that. Yeah. I don't have any of those old 90s Toy Biz figures anymore. That was in the past. Uh, then you get a Beetle. Or one of many versions of Beetle. I guess this is the most recent Beetle. And she's green and purple and has wings. Yep. So that's what she's about. <laughs> uh, Mo- is it Mobius? Michael Morbius. 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 I knew I was going to like, I was trying not to say Morpheus. <laughs> so I knew I was going to trip up because I was so concerned. Um, yeah. I remember they launched this character with his own comic in the nineties as like part of Marvel Knights or something. Yeah. And I remember thinking he seemed lame then too. Um, like the living vampire. And I always knew him as not having a nose. Yep. At least on this toy, he has a nose. I don't know if he grew a nose or they just didn't want to sculpt him noseless. In the 90s, I think they made him more... like So the costume he's wearing in this figure, because I'm looking at the Big Bad Toy Store page. Yeah. I think that's how he was when he debuted in, like, the 70s and then, like, went away for a while. Then they brought him back in the 90s to be cool. 
And then he went away for a bit. And then the last time I saw him was in the Marvel Zombies books where he's like one of the scientists who's researching the zombie invaders. That's all I know about him. Oh, yeah. and in the 90s, in the 90s cartoon, he wasn't allowed to suck blood. So he absorbed human plasma through his hands. Which is kind of weirder. <laughs> yeah. But either way, he looks like he's the front man of a goth band. I love his V-cut. The V-cut yeah. neck. That's, I like it. Well, I was trying to pose him and I was going to take a picture. Uh, like one hand out and sort of a vampire-y like meh kind of thing. And as I'm lining up the shot, I was like, man, I wish I knew exactly where my scale-sized microphone on a stand is. Because... <laughs> He, I just want, he looks like the front man of some, like, band that would open for him. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, you know, he comes with two capes, one that's just hanging loose and one that's, like, unfurled and bat-shaped. Yeah. It's actually a decent figure. Like, the, all the sculpting's fine. Like, it's a good figure. I'm just, I don't, the character doesn't do anything for me. Um. But the sculpting's fine. The, he's decently articulated. It's just my own hang-up about the character. I don't you know. don't like vampires? Yeah, the sparkle. Uh, then okay, I'm gonna hit Ben Riley Spider-Man. Um, you you don't want to talk about Jack O' Lantern? No, I'm saving him. Oh, okay. I got stuff to say about Jack. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> so Ben Riley Spider-Man is fine. It's another version of Spider-Man that I'm not very familiar with. Um, I think the thing that saves the figure and makes it more interesting is he comes with like a Carnage-style head and hands. So I guess he Carnages out at some point. Man, I want... I guess. I wonder if... <laughs> I don't know. I, I This is where... Okay. There was like a... In the end of the 90s cartoon, there was a Spider-Carnage guy from another universe. I wonder if that's supposed to be him. I don't know. It probably isn't. It's actually probably from the comic books. I just want to talk more about 90s Spider-Man. Anyway. Okay. Well, they might have based that on the comics. I don't know. I don't know much about Ren, much of anything about Ben Riley Spider-Man. Uh, but it does make it more interesting that he comes with the Carnage pieces. Hmm. So there's that. Now we'll talk about jack o Lantern. All right. My surprise favorite figure of the wave. Really? Yeah. Okay. I thought the whole wave was about Spider-Gwen, but Jack-O-Lantern gives her a run for the money. I really love the sculpting of his head and the flames. It's great coming out of his eyes around the back of his head. It's really good. Um, he doesn't have any sort of wrist swivel or tilt or twist or anything. Like he has a, he has a twist like midway up his forearm. And the way his hands are kind of sculpted open is the other little drawback. Because he can't actually hold any of his accessories. They have like a weird handle. <laughs> so you have to just sort of like wedge his fingers in to the handles. And that's how he holds his broom and sickle. Mm -hmm. And then the broom is almost amazing. Like there's these two pegs coming out the sides that you could stick his feet holes into. And attempt to pose him riding the broom. Okay. The only problem is the pegs just sort of slide in out of the holes. They don't really stick in. And then he's just short on articulation to where you could get him 
crouching and getting one hand forward to hold to hold the the broom handle if you were able to just get his hand on the broom handle it would have been su- such such a great figure like i think he's really good yeah he just his design just does it for me but man if you could get him on and holding the broom all at the same time it would have just been amazing and then let me see if you could hear um I don't know how well you could hear that. But he has sort of ratcheted ratchety hips. Oh nice. And shoulders make noise. Man. Yeah. Which surprised me. I don't think I've heard any Marvel figures make kind of ratchety sounds. And I don't really see notches, so I don't know if it just sticks in a way, but it sounds ratchety. <laughs> Yeah, it might just be like, I don't know how to put it right. It might like kind of detenty, like it might be like a an edged, you yeah. know, like hexagonal or octagonal peg. But still, that's uh-huh. really cool. Yeah, so I was surprised how much I like Jack-O-Lantern. He's pretty cool. And then Spider-Gwen finishes the wave. And I think this is the figure a lot of people are going to be after. Yep. Based on her popularity. Um as best I could tell, it's the same body they used for Spider Girl a couple waves ago, which means it's just short of being great. Mm. Like it's if there was a little more articulation, if she came with other hands, like the way all the Spider Men do, come with bunches of hands. Um, it it just feels like they short changed this girl Spider buck. It sucks. Like to especially, where it doesn't quite match up with how good the the male Spider-Man body is. Well, seeing seeing like that Speed Demon even comes with extra hands. That yeah. that's kind of maddening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So she has one fist hand and one fingers out web shooting hand. But the the costume design is really cool. It's really inventive. I love the the whole hood thing with the the web pattern on the inside of the hood. Yeah. And then you get um a second hood piece which is the hood down and a uh Gwen Stacy without the mask on head. That's cool. Yeah. So, it's a great looking figure. It just comes short of being a great posable figure. Um, which is a little too bad because this character seems to have really lit the internet on fire, or at least Tumblr, from what I could tell. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, like as someone who didn't even really read the book, like it's just an incredible character design. Like the costume design and the color palette is amazing. Yeah, uh, yeah it's really cool. And like of all the alternate universe Spider Men's, um. It seemed like a no-brainer. Like, why didn't anybody think of it before? And maybe there was an issue of what if where they might have done it. But, like, if you're going to do alternate universes for Spider-Man, why not do one where Gwen Stacy was the one that got bit instead? Yeah, like, there was one, there was a what if where I think Betty Brant got bit. Because I think I read that when I was a kid. But otherwise, yeah, like, it, it totally makes sense. Yeah, and I never noticed it from the the artwork I'd seen of Spider-Gwen, but 
instead of having like a spider emblem on her chest, it's like the emblem was slid up. So you get like the spider legs like kind of going down in, under her arms. Yeah. But like the little mandible spider head is on her back. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't noticed that at all. Yeah, like when you're playing a video game where you could create a character and you could put like an emblem or on, or something on their chest and then move its position and then you keep moving it up so where it like wraps over their shoulders and down onto their back. Yeah. It's like that sort of a thing. So it's like the spider is draped over the top of her instead of just being on her chest. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, like it's the man. Everything even even like the the way the eyes are are highlighted on the mask. Yeah. Like it's uh it's a gorgeous design. Like like that costume design deserves all the accolade it gets. Yeah. And I'm just sort of not intentionally, but just because of the way these waves have worked out, like building my collection of alternate spider Spider-Mans. And they all look cool together. And, like, not yeah. even, like, alternate Spider-Mans, but, like, when you start including um, Spider-Woman, like, both versions of Spider-Woman, <laughs> the, uh, like, the classic, like, original one and then the uh, the black costumed one. Yeah. Um, you just get the Spider family together and it starts looking kind of neat. Yeah. That's one of the things I'm kind of into with the the way, Mar- as I last understood it, at least the way Marvel is going to move ahead with the Spider-Man characters, is they are, I think, letting a whole lot of them coexist in the same continuity now. Yeah, I want to say I've seen scans of pages or people talking about stuff like that. Like there's some whole like crisis on infinite spiders or something <laughs> that that already happened yeah where uh, all these other spider men and women and girls are coming together yeah they, they and then after that the thing they did that uh, kind of surprised me is they're like as i this is all kind of i'm i'm trying to remember this and maybe i'm i'm filling in gaps with what i wanted to hear but like i think it was like hey some of these characters are so popular we're going to instead of nullifying them all after the event, we'll let we'll we'll let them all continue on. Like seventies Japanese Spider Man and Spider Gwen and Spider Ham, they're all going to have like roles going onwards. And uh, um, Ultimate Spider Man, yeah, yeah, Miles, Miles Morales and stuff. Yeah. Like there's, and I think that's a really cool idea because like the thing Spider Man has always run into is that like he's he's for a long time no longer been the character he was when he first appeared. And there's like there's stuff to do with the mantle of Spider-Man, but it doesn't it doesn't have to just be Peter Parker. Um, I like I've I've always really been into the idea of like passing the mantle of a superhero on onwards. So, I mean, I I say all this. There's also a good chance they've completely screwed it up during the Secret Wars thing they've been doing. So I have no idea because I tried to keep up with Secret Wars without buying it just reading what happens or reading people's reactions and i have no idea what's going on in secret wars it's very confusing yeah i don't know maybe i'll wait till it's done and get them on comiXology or something yeah just to keep up but hard to say comics so that's that wave 
Um, I think it's a good wave. Um, even the characters that I'm not that interested in are good figures, at least. Like, you know, two gives a crap about Speed Demon, but it's a good body, so he's poseable and stuff. Um, and then that's it. I just right. want to hear about the furniture I ordered. <laughs> I mean, like, does it work? Furniture? Yeah. Well, you could sit on it. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah, we... Oh, boy. We ordered a lot of furniture. <laughs> it's like it, you're filling up a house or something. The, it'll be coming at the end of the month. Well, okay. So, when my girlfriend and I, we, we got this townhouse a little over a year ago. Uh, we bought a couch along with a whole lot of furniture. <laughs> and that couch is just a real piece of garbage. It, it's just, it's killing us slowly. It's just, it's incredibly uncomfortable. And during the warmer months, it's fake leather. So you just sweat. You just, you stand up from it and you're soggy and it's gross. And it's very low and we're very tall. So you really got to get up out of it. And it's just a piece of garbage. Uh, so we got a new couch that's actual leather, much higher seat, much more supportive on the back, and power recliners. Oh, yeah. Badass. Um, then when we bought the house, it came with this bar um, that's just up against the wall. You, it, it wasn't set up to be stood behind as you would uh, think to st- do a bar. So the inside of it's just hollow, and the top of the thing is a couple inches thick, and it's tile and glass, and it's insanely heavy. And my idea was, okay, I'm going to find, like, a, a local carpenter, craftsman kind of a person. Um, I want to get rid of this super heavy giant, kind of ugly top, get, like, an aluminum, or a... Yeah, like a like an aluminum, like a brushed aluminum or a stainless steel top put on, which be which would be lower profile, so then I could put wheels underneath and kind of move it around and then get the inside finished with shelves and drawers and whatnot. Then when we were at this furniture store, they had a couple of bars that were a little bit smaller. Well, the one that I was into was a little bit smaller. Um had a bunch of cabinets and drawers and a cutting board built into it already looked nice and when i really started thinking about it i'm like you know this thing is two thousand dollars on sale um hiring a carpenter is probably going to be at least that much if not more maybe i just buy this thing instead and get rid of the other one and my girlfriend wasn't too against that idea because she's kind of grown to hate the one that came with the house (laughs) So we're going to get rid of that. So we got this new one coming. Uh, Then they had patio furniture super cheap. And we'd been wanting to get like a table and chairs for the outside for a while now. And even though it seems like we're going to go into a pretty good rainy season with this El Nino and not actually use it for a while, we came to the logical conclusion that if we wait until the weather's nice, all this stuff is going to be way more expensive. So let's get it when it's dirt cheap now. So we got that coming. And I think that's it. Oh, and some, uh, like, a couple of dressers for the bedroom and a nightstand. Um, Because that's all haphazard. Like, my girlfriend has sort of a dresser, 
but is not very good at a dresser, being a dresser. And I have my dad's dresser for when he was a kid. So that thing was built in like the 50s. <laughs> and it's still functional. It's still fine. But we got some matching furniture that I think is going to work better. Um, my dad's thing actually needs some repairs. Like some of the bits of wood are coming loose. And really all you got to do is hammer it, get some nails and hammer it back together. But uh, yeah, that was really expensive and after i get my x arcade we're cooling it on the furniture for a while (laughs) no more furniture for a while not that an x arcade is furniture but it's on it's gonna happen it's close enough it takes up enough space yeah well congrats on the new arrivals or to be arrivals uh yeah i was thinking about it i don't have anything else to talk about so that's Probably going to do it for us this week. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Happy New Year. Yeah, enjoy it. Welcome to 2016. Yeah. It's now the the completely unforetold future. We don't have a trilogy of somewhat corny sci-fi movies to reference anymore. I bet there's something else coming up, though. Well, we we apparently went through through the third impact from Evangelion. So, <laughs> <we're>... <laughs> I bought all those DVDs. Oh, well, we survived. So there's nothing to worry about. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be back next week with some more Transformers stuff and uh, whatever else happens to come up. I'm going to be in BC next week, so that will probably not actually affect the recording all that much. But the, hey, you know what? Life updates. I'll be in BC next week. Uh, I'm heading over there with my mom. Uh, to help her out with some stuff back on that side. And yeah, stay tuned for more. We'll be back again. Uh, for now, just take it easy, yo. And may the force be with you. Some badass perpetrators, they're here to stay.